0: You are now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to our next edition of the Post Sermon Podcast
1: with Tommy D. and Marty P. Sorry, I can't, I chuckle every time at your radio voice, <laughs> at your intro. <laughs> I don't I know it. why. It's a,
0: it's a default mechanism that tries to kick in. I don't know why.
1: Anyway, uh, here we are. How you doing, Tom? I am, as Dave Ramsey would say, doing better than I deserve.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. about we you? Are, I think we all are feeling that way. And uh, wow, this last week, what a great celebration of 31 years as a church family.
1: Anniversary weekend and the start of a brand new teaching series. That's it. It was yeah. a big weekend.
0: Yeah. How long have you been at charity? On staff? No, total. Uh, oh,
1: uh, six and a half years. Long time. Yeah.
0: I remember right after you first started coming here, I ran into you. Remember? I do. It was right before Easter. I do. And we were in Steinmark. Yes, we were. Oh, <laughs> I miss Steinmark. <laughs> we were buying our Easter clothes. That's right. And, uh, we struck up a conversation and it was
1: an instantaneous friendship. That's right. Yeah. I and remember that it, night well. In, you in, you in, and Tracy and, and Sean and Krista were all in there yeah, shopping. We were all in there and, uh,
0: our instant golf competition started.
1: It used to be a lot more competitive no, than it is whatever. now. Yeah, whatever. I used to beat you. That doesn't <laughs> happen anymore.
0: I don't know about that. We just have to play more. Oh, anyway. So, this past week, we did kick off a brand new teaching series uh, entitled I Love Charity. And, um, you know, quickly, why don't you just real quickly kind of tell us what brought you to charity to begin with?
1: This will be very abbreviated, but, you know, we were uh, the campus pastor of a church in in Lexington and kind of where we were in life at that time. I could not lead a church that size um, by myself with the kids being the age they were, teenagers. And so we made an extremely hard decision to walk away. Uh, One of my daughter's best friends grew up here in charity and for years had said, you ought to try out charity. And I used to joke, babe, your dad teaches on Sundays. I can't exactly visit other churches. Man, she doesn't miss a beat. When we stepped away, she said, well, can we go visit charity now? (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess we can. And I got to tell you, um, that was one of the hardest things we ever did. But the very first week we ever stepped foot in here, it became a place of healing for us.
0: That's good. That's good.
1: Just it was amazing.
0: Yeah. And when you all came in, you fit right in. And I think people began to embrace you and uh, you started volunteering uh, in different roles, but yeah. for sure out there in the coffee. You made the coffee the there coffee for a little guy. while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you've been.
1: I think I drank more of it than I distributed. And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had fired to, you fired me. That's it. Y'all had to make a change.
0: <laughs> and uh, you laid a great foundation, though, and our coffee team out there, headed up by Miss Carrington Beaver, as a. Uh, Second to none.
1: Well, she took it, as you would say, to a whole
0: nother level. She did. She did. Yeah. She does such a wonderful job. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we were on Sunday, just talking about charity and the place. And and we're not the only great church in the community. There's lots of great churches around sure. here that are on mission for the kingdom of God. And, um, you know, we just want to do our best to to steward what God has given us.
1: That's honestly, that's one of the things I love about this church is um, I mean, we are a family, and so we want to be as healthy of a family as we can be, but we uh, we also celebrate other healthy mm-hmm. families in yeah. the community, because oh, it yeah. is a big C, and I, and I love that it's always been that way. Yeah. And when we hear of other churches making kingdom impact, yeah. you don't hesitate a second to celebrate that. And life.
0: I'll give you a great example, as we're going to talk about in a few minutes, um, just the generosity of churches. One day, you know, a bunch of us pastors and just different ones gather at Fusion uh, Mexican Grill up in Landis. And uh, we were getting ready to go to Tanzania. We were doing the medical mission trip. And um, I got a phone call and about the medication that we were going to be taking over. And I was told on that phone call, we couldn't bring medicine in because we had not gotten prior approval. And so the bill to purchase the medicine over there was going to be about two grand. Well, we hadn't raised that money as a team. And And I was kind of like scratching my head thinking, how in the world are we going to come up with another $2,000 for this trip? Well, sitting in that group was John Harless, the pastor of the Brook. Mm. And um, he was overhearing the conversation. Well, that night I got a phone call from John. And he said, hey, I just want to let you know that um, we just want to take care of the medication for y'all's medical clinic over there on the trip. And I was humbled by that. you know. But that is... Uh, That's the generosity of the brook. And there are lots of other churches around here just working in tandem together.
1: That's right. Well, we've had multiple nights of worship with Fusion. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's fun to celebrate with God's people. For sure. Absolutely.
0: And so as we were talking about uh, the history of charity and just uh, talking about how we as a church must never believe that the mission is complete. As long as we have breath in our lungs and as long, long as God has left us here, left us here, our mission to lead people to know Christ and grow in their relationship with him is incomplete. And we must always keep that before us because it had, it is such a big, big deal.
1: I think I told several people that uh, I, I'm sure that maybe m- my opinion was somewhat um, tilted just because of my, my love for the local church. But I said, man, that that's probably one of my favorite messages you've ever given. Hmm. And I think that it started right out of the beginning when you made that statement. So you you said our mission statement. You were talking about when the church first started, um, how now it's to lead people to know Christ and grow, and and then you followed it up by saying, "And we're not done. We're not, bro." Yeah. Even right now, as soon as you said that, I had goosebumps, and I was like, "Let's go." Yeah. yeah. And and I, and
0: I think as long as we keep the mission out in front of us and don't get let other things cloud, um, our purpose, it, it builds a lot of unity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's one thing I can say about charity. We're probably, uh, in my estimation, as healthy as we've ever been. Uh, you know, we're, ex- you know, two weeks ago, we just had nine new families join the church and our attendance is way past where it was so even prior to COVID. And, you know, there's generosity that's being, um, uh, you know, demonstrated Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And so it's just so much. We're seeing so many people baptized when when life change taking place. And, uh, you know, as we kind of started the message off uh, in the text of Acts chapter two, verses 42, uh, 42, and then dropping down to 46 and 47, looking at the early church, you know, it's always been one of those things. How much of that early church um, in Acts that we look at, how much of that was descriptive, and how much of it was prescriptive? And yeah. what I mean by that is, sometimes when you read scripture, you have to ask yourself that: Sure, uh, is is the the writer, whether it be Paul or Luke or Matthew, Mark, whoever, um, were they just describing to us what was taking place for us to understand better, or were they prescribing for us something that we should put into place? And when you look through the Book of Acts, some of that was. A transitory. Some of it was a, the the establishment of the church. There were certain things that were taking place early on that I believe were descriptive, but there were some things that we can look at and go, it may have been descriptive, but it's a pretty good model. Yeah.
1: For this section that you told, I've always looked at it as a both and. Yeah. It was obviously describing the first church, mm-hmm. but it, it gives us the model for what the church should look like. A beautiful picture of community. If you want to read it, go ahead. Sure. Well, Starting in verse forty-two, I love the first word. It says all. Yeah. Right. So you know you hear a lot of times that. What
0: translation are you in? Oh no, that's okay. I just yeah that that wasn't the first word in uh, mind. No, (laughs) that was the NLT. Dang
1: it, ruined it. Well, okay. Well, there you go. So shout out, out, a shout out to the NLT. (laughs) It says all because you know sometimes they say uh, twenty percent of the people do eighty percent of the work, Mm -hmm. or in churches sometimes it might be ten percent doing ninety. Yeah. Well, that very first church, it says all. Yeah. Um, And so all devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Wow. And the result of that is all came upon every soul, soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, again the result, attending the temple together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Yeah, what a great passage!
0: Absolutely, I mean, it's, and that is like you said, it's it's it describes for us what the early church was like. But man, you could just break that down and go. There are some things there that we, as a church, should be committed to, and in verse forty-two, they were devoted. That means that they were faithfully committed to those things. And and I didn't share this on Sunday, but when you were reading it, verse forty-three
1: starts off how, and all, came upon every soul.
0: That's awe. Yeah, yeah. They were in all the the, when the church is functioning the way the church ought to function. There should be an all sense of awe, a sense of awe when people yeah. look and go, how can a group of people who are so, with such diverse backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, economically, socially, racially, racially, mm-hmm. gender, all of those things. Age. Yeah, uh, yeah, all of. Them. How can th- all of that different dynamic mm-hmm. come together as the body of Christ and function so well? And because that was taking place in the early church, those who were looking at
1: that, mm-hmm. they were in awe. They were in awe. And, and you had said you had used the word favor on Sunday. Yeah. And I love how that's you were an, breaking yeah. that down where, and even if people don't believe what we believe, they ought to look at us. There ought to be that sense of awe and say, "But, but that's what I want my family to mm-hmm. look like. That's what I want this community's generosity to look like. That's what I want my employees to look like.
0: Yeah. I want to hire their kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's I right. want their kids working for me because they got good work. I want ethic. my
1: kids to date their kids. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I and, and so that's the all, that's the favor that the early church had. And and there were some things that I that I pointed out. Um, you know, they were committed to the teaching of the word of God. Uh, they were committed to the fellowship with other believers, they were committed to worshiping together as a corporate body, and they were engaged in the mission of the church. Yep. And and that makes all the difference in the world.
1: It does. You know.
0: Um, we were,
1: one, one of the things I when you were talking, it says in day by day attending the temple, I kind of had a smile on my face. Um, you know, Tuesdays we have multiple groups that meet here during, mm-hmm. during yeah. Tuesday mornings, Tuesday evenings, Wednesday, we have a, an amazing student ministry that takes place. Thursday, we have multiple groups that meet here. Um, Fridays, we have groups that meet together and I just kind of, I didn't think about it until you said that. And I thought, man, people at charity, part of this family are looking for reasons day by day to get together and continue to grow. Yeah. So they love
0: the fellowship. And I was meeting with somebody this week, um, in my office and he was just sharing with me the, the number of different Bible study groups that he's even a part of, Yeah. not necessarily just all affiliated with charity, but mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, the, the, that hunger and that mm-hmm. desire to be with other believers and to learn the word of God together. That's right. Um, and I think that there's something to be said about that when it comes to the teaching of the word. We don't want to study the word of God in a vacuum in the sense that if 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 I don't hear from you, if I don't hear from other people who are well-versed in scripture, if I'm not reading Uh, other authors and, you know, commentaries and things like that, not listening to other pastors, then I might tend to be skewed in Mm -hmm. my understanding of scripture. And so that's another value of of gathering together and attending church together uh, and and learning the word of God uh, in that kind of environment.
1: Well, and your first question for things to consider at the end of the message was, what have you gained from the community of faith? And man, I would just thinking of my own life, what you just said. The amount of growth—it's mm. um, kind of the the whole principle—and you see this happen in the early church, where it goes from multiplication, or excuse me, addition to, to multiplication. multiplication. Yeah, um, it's amazing how it exploded like that. Well, that's kind of how I felt like my spiritual growth happened when I went from just going once a week and listening to a guy speak mm-hmm. to actually being a part of a community having levels of accountability, having discussions on what do you think this scripture means and having different believers coming at it from different angles. And it, it, it was like my faith went from addition to multiplication. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, when, when you're, when you're gathered together with, with, um, a community of believers, there's a lot of benefits mm-hmm. to that. And, uh, Hebrews chapter 10 was the other passage that I shared. Um, and, and I don't want to read all of that, but, uh, let me look down, uh, verse starting verse 22 it says, let us draw near with a true heart in faithful assurance of faith. Um, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And then let us consider how to stir one another up to love and to good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now I was just talking about some benefits of community, and let's just talk through some of those. The first thing I said was the benefit of, com- you benefit from community through gaining confidence in your faith. And I don't know how often this has happened to you, maybe never, because you're such a strong oh, man of faith, uh-huh. but there have been times that my faith has waned. Sure. You know things that I've gone through, things that I've experienced. Um, I'm a lot older than you,
1: and so, so much older. Yeah, yeah.
0: Got a lot more life behind me. Um, but it's in those it's in those moments of of waning faith that we need a, a community of believers. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I could just go down the line on on all kinds of different things, and I can think of people in our church that have gone through. Um, times when their faith was shaken. Doubting Thomas. That's he right. kind of gets that that for, for the rest
1: of history. For the his, man, the always man. known as Doubting Thomas. Unbelievable.
0: And whether it's just he's one of those guys that just needed need, a little bit more proof than others, sure. or whether his faith was weak. Either way, the community of faith gathered around him. That's right. And, of course, Jesus showed up and showed his scars. Um, so, yeah, so you benefit... From community through gaining confidence in your faith, and um,
1: and I think that you and I could probably sit here and have a three hour podcast and just share examples in our lives of when our faith has been rocked. Oh yeah, when we question things, also about when God just time after time shows up and and just shows He is faithful. Mm-hmm. But then there's times where you know we might be hoping for one thing and it turns out a different way. But having faith that His plans are greater than our plans. Yeah. Um, hmm yeah so and we see it all the time in our church members, sure,
0: and you know we we walk with people through some pretty deep valleys sure uh, when they when they go through and have a loss or a sickness or just uh you know loss of a marriage, whatever the case may be, we walk through them with through some dark dark valleys with them, and we're the voice of hope you know we're we're the voice that tries to keep people um keep their faith strong and keep it anchored mm-hmm. but I know for me that there are times I step away from even those moments of ministry and I just go, God, I just shared with them a lot of stuff that I strongly believe about you, but I'd really like to know why. Sure. I'd really like to know why that happened.
1: Or just gave them biblical counsel on what to do and where to turn. And yet sometimes I still struggle and turn into myself. Yeah. Yeah. In moments of doubt, as opposed to turn into you,
0: right? right. Yeah, and so uh, even me as a pastor, I you know I'm I'm a part of several pastoral groups where I can share that stuff, and and they strengthen my faith. Mm-hmm. They kind of help me become more centered uh, upon on on Christ. Uh, number two, the, you benefit from community through the comfort of hope, and that kind of ties in with that. Um, that we need we need hope, and we need to remain steadfast. Uh, in our in our um, connection to the community of believers, because part of what was going on with with these this early church was it, the writer of Hebrews was telling them, "Don't go back to your old ways." That's right. And um, you know, I just it's just a shame that so many people will allow the busyness of life or whatever to cause them to abandon their faithfulness to the to the church. Mm-hmm. And well, we've seen it more and more.
1: We do. Um, but I, I do love that word hope because we, Paul writes that we have a different kind of hope than the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, and um, and Thessalonians, you and I were talking with a young lady last night who just lost her father. hmm But she knew without a shadow of a doubt her father was with Jesus. Yeah. and And hearing, you're talking about in the midst of a trial, but yet she had a hope. Mm-hmm that was unlike the rest of the world. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I worked for a pastor in Louisiana. His name was Bill Robertson. And uh, his daughter, who was 16 years old, was tragically killed in a car accident. And um, mm-hmm. But he never lost hope. And I just remember hearing him say, listen, I just want you all to know, and he would preach this, and he was very passionate about it. You're either in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, Headed or you're into about into to world. go into yeah. one. And that's just the way life is. And we need hope in those. And then finally, you benefit from community through that expression of love. And that's one of the marks we want about charity, right? Sure. We just want this to be a place where the love of
1: God is experienced. Well, I will say this. Maybe the reason I was so amped up or part of the reason last week is you had a brilliant idea. You said, hey, can we just go randomly interview people? Uh, before the service starts and in between the first and second service. And so, you know, you had me running around sticking a microphone and, and they weren't expecting me. yeah. And so their answers were raw and unsolicited, but there was just this reoccurring theme Mm -hmm. time after time, after time where they just talked about love, 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 which charity means love. And so I'm like, man, all right, well, we're living out the name. That's what we want. And so the love of the people. And so, you know, just being a staff member here, well, that had me amped up before (laughs) the service even started. It's a win.
0: So you're saying that the title of the series is I Love Love? I love you
1: Yeah, it is. I love I love. love, love. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and so we finished it up. Bottom line, you need to, you need the benefits of faithfully gathering with community of believers and that community of believers really benefits from your faithfulness. That's not exactly what my bottom line was, but, but that's, uh, that's close. You may have well, Marty, it. Marty, I screenshot. take such
1: amazing notes. Sometimes um, the
0: notes that I have on my, in my iPad are not the same ones that end up making it right. onto
1: the screen. So what is it? Well, my daughter who just had the baby was watching online and yeah. she got mad because somebody went way too long on the welcome. Oh, yeah. So that the bottom line got cut <laughs> off from the podcast. That would be me. I was a moron. So I took a picture and I sent it to her, but it says, if you want to experience the most benefit from the church, engage yourself more fully in the mission of the church. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. And then you use the perfect example of a gym membership. Mm. If, Which you way? Won, if you want all the benefits, you got to go get engaged. You got to show up. You got to get under the under the weight machine. If I Use... ever want to beat you again at golf, I got to go practice. Oh, you better get
0: out there. So anyway, this week we're going to be taking part in our, taking the next part of this series, and we're going to be talking about uh, serving. So I can't wait. We're going to be talking about gifts and, and what that looks like in the body of Christ. And so hope you'll be here in the meantime. Hope you have a great rest of your week. And thanks always for listening. Peace.